Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this month's PBN Perspective. I'm Kerry McCarthy for Plant-Based News, and you can keep up with all the latest as it happens on plantbasednews.org and find this audio on SoundCloud along with the other PBN podcasts. It's soundcloud.com forward slash plant-based news. On the way in this installment, the secret to happiness you can use right away Simon Amstel sends non-vegans a pretty stern warning. And the Dairy Pride Act that says you can't call something milk unless it's involved animal exploitation. Now, with the amount of derision, ill-conceived jokes and bad science we vegans have inflicted on us on a daily basis, you'd think, wouldn't you, that people who signed up to Veganuary, where they eat a plant-based diet for the month of January, would come away enervated, hemp-clad, anemic and socially ridiculous. But the results of the Veganuary survey came in this month and they seem confusingly positive. About 8,800 people who weren't vegan before the experiment filled out this survey and an astonishing 99% said they'd recommend others try it for themselves. The vast majority said they would be reducing their intake of animal products on an ongoing basis. And here's an incredible statistic. Over two-thirds said they were going to stay vegan for good. That's 67%. 97% of people said they felt healthier after taking part, practically everyone. And 87% said they'd noticed some weight loss. And it's like, how the hell are we keeping a lid on this? You know, whatever we're doing, the Illuminati should be taking notes. This is like veganism is some kind of secret society that self-selects based on intelligence. If there was a pill that did this, we would be demanding that everyone had access to it. See, I think people understand veganism is a dietary upgrade, whether they argue against it or not. And it's for that reason that they're quick to attack us, even on those rare occasions when we haven't brought it up, because it just makes them very, very unhappy. They can't fight us with the science, so they have to resort to things like... Do you think, for you, this is about trying to have some sort of personality? Do you eat this food? And yet, they don't seem to ask the same of an estate agent, for example. Do you think you just took this job as a paper-thin charade that your life on this earth is more than meaningless because they don't secretly feel they should be an estate agent. So they can converse amiably without the ad hominem attacks, but they do know they should probably be vegan and presume it's too difficult. And that's why Veganuary has been such a huge success because it kind of shows the hardest part is the commitment to trying veganism out. And then once people have It seems the majority find that they want to carry on. Another testament to the vegan diet's health benefits came this month from the happiest man in the world, although apparently he doesn't like being called that. Matthew's one of the really special people. I mean, I'm sure you can feel that just seeing him, but he's he's unique. (laughs) Hello. This is Mathieu Ricard. That accent isn't fooling anyone. A Buddhist monk from France whose brain scans have shown him to have the highest levels of gamma waves ever recorded in a person. And gamma waves are linked to happiness and feeling blessed. Now, Ricard doesn't achieve this in the traditional way of drink, drugs, consumerism and mutually disappointing sex. He's come up with a revolutionary approach that seems to be mindfulness coupled with being a good person, which is extraordinary, exactly the opposite of the Western tradition. And a big part of achieving this equanimity, he told Peter recently, has been veganism. 
True happiness, he says, can only be attained when we avoid causing pain to others. So please become vegan like me. And a lot of his life is spent trying to help other people find the same kind of happiness. You can look for his TED Talks, his books, and he's featured quite a bit on the Action for Happiness channel and still manages not to get ground down by the comments. This video is stupid. This video is one of the world's diseases. Fuck y'all. I'm looking for that video with the German subtitle, but I haven't found it. Does anyone know if it exists? Thanks. Pierluck821, this man's giving you the key to lifelong contentment for the price of exactly nothing. How can you be looking for a German subtitle at a time like this? What I like about Ricard is that his prescription for being happier is just live a more natural life. You know, reduce stress, eat the right diet and be nice. Any idiot can do this. And this... Something of a sad, shaming culture elsewhere with self-help. You know, The Guardian, Cosmo, GQ tend to tell you um, methods of self-help that happen to be fashionable and profitable at the time, even though that means you have to have um, d disposable income, which means in turn you have to have the kind of lifestyle that makes you miserable in the first place. And so the dance continues. Whereas Ricard is like, you know, have a banana, chill out with your friends and stop hurting others. It's not going to stop the difficulties of life, but it gives you a strengthened foundation from which to operate. Anyway, if you're not vegan yet, if none of this stuff is working for you, you know, lifelong happiness and general altruism isn't everybody's thing. Can we attempt to scare you into going vegan by flashing forward to a future where your children will think you despicable because you ate meat in the old days? Well, Simon Amstel's latest film on the BBC iPlayer attempts to do just that. Simon is a fascinating character, a man who's achieved the adorations of millions, particularly in the UK, despite being the star of programmes that appeared to be designed to make young people feel deficient. And it's partly because he always looked like one of us had accidentally taken a wrong turning on a tour of the T4 set and ended up on camera. He will not resort to bright colours and fashionable hair. He's unflinchingly himself. And if you look at the memes that have resulted, himself seems a good thing to be. His film, Carnage, set in 2067, depicts a future when the world is completely vegan and hence the adult population are old enough to remember eating animals, but they're now struggling to deal with the guilt of having done that. And it's great on a number of levels because it gives you some of the history of farming and eating animals. Just a decade later, the intensive farming that made meat so cheap to produce was also leading to brand new diseases. And just how incompetent we've been at it. Cows were going mad, and humans worried that they too would go mad if they ate them. You know, if you are going to be savages, can you not do a bit more at the risk assessment stage, for God's sake? In reality, animals were still being intensively farmed, and so the diseases kept on coming. In the last three months, 1,607 cases have been reported in the UK. And it's an interesting consideration of the moral implications for people who've been brought up to eat meat and the fact that it is hard to blame individuals when they've been so heavily brainwashed all their lives. Who's he pointing the finger at? We're not helping the situation at all. Kids and schooling and, and, and making sure that they're healthy when they leave for crying out loud. Is, is a basic necessity and right to every parent, whether the parents are thick as shit or not. Jamie did everything he could for humans, apart from promoting the one diet that wouldn't have just made them healthier, but saved the lives of billions of their fellow animals and reduced climate change. Wow. <laughs> it's so good. 
If only he'd listened yeah. to himself um, while skiing. Mindful vegan vegetarian diets are looking really good at the moment. The, the future is about a plant-based diet. Simon, we love you. I've tried to avoid swearing on these PBN things, but you are the fucking greatest. I don't think anyone would deny that. This film is brilliant. Tonight we meet activist, filmmaker and major vegan Troy King-Jones. But first, is it time to buy a boat? Yes, yes. Look, if you're at that point in your life where you're increasingly alienated, misanthropic and gripped by an existential dread that there are no hooks of relevance in society for you to get hold of because everyone's set on stupid and it's all not worth saving anyway, this film tells you it might be okay. Young people in particular seem to be waking up to the fact that we can't go on living the way we've been taught to. And if the next generation carries on this way, Who knows, Armageddon might not arrive to the sound of people talking about garden furniture and where they're going on holiday. Some of us are not clinically insane. I mean, some of us, I'm not young either. But he does make fun of the vegans as well. Something of an athlete. I've been a vegan for more than 14 years, and I can honestly say I have never felt fitter or more relaxed. I stopped drinking milk when I learned of the cruelty inflicted on cows and their calves. Let's face it, Erica, cow's milk is for calves, not for humans. Yes. See, to me, I just find this strangely attractive. Well done, Simon. Here's hoping we look back in 50 years and find your prediction was totally accurate. I know people think that that's not going to happen with meat because we've been eating animals for millennia, but we have also been smoking. Maybe not Lambert and Butler. Oh, that's right. You can't even advertise brand names of cigarettes like Lambert and Butler because uh, it's illegal in Britain. And if we look at how society's attitude to smoking has changed since we learned it causes cancer, this could happen to animal products too. Smoking was costing the National Health Service so much money, they banned uh, advertising even on the packages themselves. People who come to Britain think this is hilarious. All that's allowed on the packaging is pictures of disease. And now cigarettes are hidden behind a false wall, MI5 style. And if you ask the shopkeeper what brands they have, they're not allowed to tell you. So you find yourself ensconced in a heated game of battleships at the shop counter, only the prize is an increased risk of cancer. Could animal products ever go the same way? Well, just as news came in that around half of all Americans regularly consume plant milks instead of dairy, that's 49%, really staggering progress. Shares in Hong Kong-listed China Hushan Dairy Holdings plummeted by over 90%, wiping $4 billion from the company's market value. At the time of posting, we still don't know for sure what the cause of this sudden drop was, Uh, But there have been various stories speculating about what could be behind it. But it does reflect the negative trend in dairy sales alongside the growing awareness of milk's connection to ailments, including hormone-related cancers like cancer of the breast and prostate. You know, I don't enjoy other people's failure, but if you're in the business of killing and enslaving baby animals to steal their mother's milk, 
for profit. I think this is the universe's way of suggesting a change of career. Milk is particularly emotive because it relies on the continual forced impregnation of cows in these devices known as rape racks. And then the theft of the resulting calves, much to the distress of their mothers. This process is then repeated over and over again several times throughout a cow's life. You know, unimaginable suffering painted in marketing as happy cows, which we'll come to later. Things are definitely changing, though. Remember the days when we thought nothing of Peter Davidson rolling up his sleeves to advance his career? Those days are no more. You know, people realise that this behaviour is, is a little bit extreme, to say the least. In fact, if you bothered watching all of plant-based news' videos like a reasonable person, you'll already have seen this story about how owners in a popular London cafe recently decided to stop using cow's milk altogether after watching a YouTube video, Erin Janus's excellent and distressing video about why dairy is scary. So what are the dairy industry doing to fight back? Well, in America, Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin has recently introduced the Dairy Pride Act, a bill that stops non-dairy products such as soy or almond milk from being labelled milk, yogurt or cheese. Pride, yeah, that's what you associate with rape racks and veal crates, isn't it? And the Dairy Pride Act just reminds me of this from Damien Slash and Stuart Ashens. This is almost too close to the truth to be comedy. Why not just go for a full-on campaign, you know, um, say yes to horse, you know, or just say um, yes to horse. Oh, that's beautiful. So whilst currently eating horse is taboo here, we need to entirely reverse this situation, socially engineer it, so that in fact not eating horse is socially unacceptable. And maybe a new chain. It's essentially a exclusively horse meat, classic kind of boutique. It's got a kind of edgy feel to it. If you're scared of eating horse, you know, piss off. So if you're not eating horse, you're weak. Exactly. You know, we serve. Uh, but never fear. The vegans were there in action to highlight, essentially, the obvious for anyone who missed it. Do you know about the destruction that the dairy industry is causing to the environment in Kewanee County, that has the highest concentration of CAFOs in the state? How do you defend this position? Our dairy industry is very diverse. One of the things I'm most proud of representing America's Dairyland are the small family farms. I don't know how often you get a chance to visit uh, a Wisconsin dairy farm, but it yeah. is uh, a, a pretty awesome um, thing to do. To take the position that their interests don't count because they're not humans. How is that not discrimination? Uh, it's discriminating if we don't. And this is also quite encouraging to see how far the vegans have come in terms of public speaking since Simon Amstel's archive footage. If you gain weight from too much chow, I will never call you a cow. I respect you and cows. Don't use cow as an insult. But the vegans were still ridiculous and rarely allowed on television. This month, activists with the Animal Rights Network Direct Action Everywhere also thwarted another marketing operation, the myth of humane meat at Whole Foods. Now, I think it's safe to say we vegans have a love-hate relationship with Whole Foods. We're always hanging out there. It's where you, you meet future partners and generally socialise. It, it sort of seems to me like the Catholic Church a bit. It gives you what you need, but the price is fairly hefty. And Whole Foods teaches you a lot about faith, actually. They tell you something is chocolate that's more like a brick of impacted mud. And you learn that entering into a state of submission isn't about launching an intellectual inquiry into the veracity of a product's marketing claims. It is about committing to a belief in what it says on the packaging. 
But when they start messing around with animals, I mean, I'm sorry, but you're not fooling anyone, Whole Foods, that you're an ethical company who cares about the environment. How could you be? This was the contention of activists who were pointing out the ridiculous hypocrisy of selling humanely slaughtered animals to appease the consciences of the middle classes who would like to have humanity to go on their mantelpiece alongside the pillaged African bibelots, but they don't want to do the work required, they just uh, want to buy it. The grass-fed brigade, you know the type, the free-range, happy hens, parmaham, ostrich egg, foie gras, tosses, that to any intelligent person wear their high-society bullshit with the pride that low-income youths wear thousand-pound designer handbags, enslaved and enslaving at the same time, never willing to climb clear of the stupidly clunky media programming, even though the price is literally the world. So thanks to Direct Action Everywhere for releasing their investigative video into Whole Foods suppliers, showing what the conditions for humanely murdered animals are actually like. Suffocating air quality, this is humane. A 15% death rate before slaughter, we call that humane. Starvation from botched debeaking, that's the hallmark of civilization, apparently. And debeaking in itself, perfectly reasonable practice, according to them. America. And Whole Foods is taking over America not just with stores, but also with ideas. With the idea that somehow you can care about animals, but you can kill them too. Whole Foods is leading the way in building a terrifying new world where killing is an act of compassion. So many companies are following in its footsteps because that's where the money is. But it's a house of lies. We need to challenge those lies with the truth. Of course, people say vegans are haughty, don't they? But when all we're doing is stating the obvious Sesame Street style, that's really more of an insult to themselves, isn't it? Meanwhile, Asda was also uh, in the news this month with accusations of meaningless marketing as Jamie Oliver championed their new line of free-range milk on his Friday Night Feast show. Which is funny, because I thought Jamie Oliver was the Bono of Sainsbury's, but now he's also trying to be the angel of Asda, as well if your definition of angel is somebody who abducts baby calves and kills them in the hope it's going to make them look virtuous. This is some beautiful free-range pastured milk. Especially if, you know, I imagine a happier cow means probably better quality milk as well. And for happy cows. Happy cows. Because it tastes like happy milk. He's got to a level where he parodies himself now. I think that people want to know what they're putting in their bodies, right? Is that fair? Yeah, definitely. Can I do that technique as well? Just say something patently obvious and then present it as an original insight. I think that people want to know what they're putting in their bodies, right? Is that fair? Jamie... This is the least that I and the Trade Description Act expect from a food item. Don't present it to us as though it's a charitable gesture. I mean, if you are serious about transparency, I hope you'll be making happy shoppers aware. Jamie, of course, forgets to tell the public that when they consume dairy, they're also consuming antibiotics, steroids, and hormones such as estrogen, not to mention the fact that blood and pus are also found in dairy. That's not on the label, I don't think, but it is in the milk. I think if, if we know it's going back to the farmer and they're going to be doing something more with it, I think it's going to be a great deal. Thanks, Mr High Hair. Another meaningless platitude about what is essentially <laughs> the law. Money being paid to the vendor held aloft as though this sets it apart from other products. Anyway, hope away, mate, that the farmers will do <laughs> more with the money. Vegan companies have been forcing them to do less 
And as for the rest of us, that's not an idle threat from Ed Winters there. The vegans are waiting, and we are prepared to show as many images of weirdos with their hand up a cow's ass as it takes to stop people from putting forced insemination and infanticide on their cornflakes. A truly dreadful way to start the day. And if you want to know how dreadful, in more detail and at greater length, UK-based charity Animal Equality have created something amazing. You know what? It's a real shame this is necessary, but it is. A virtual reality farm and animal experience so you can see what it's like to live and die as an animal bred for food. Some of the following is distressing, but I won't show the most graphic parts because if you're vegan already, you already know about this. And what we're seeing is filmed in that, you know, 360 film. I don't know the technical term. That's why it looks like a flattened panorama. This was shown as a virtual reality film at Reading University on the 14th and 15th of March to give viewers a true sense of animal agriculture. So really, when Jamie Oliver says... I think that people want to know what they're putting in their bodies, right? The main ingredient in animal products is this. This is the karmic or moral or psychological debt people pay, whatever they believe. However buried it is in their psyche, I think we all collectively carry this, that this is what humans do. And projects like this can help bring the awareness of what's going on to the forefront of people's conscious minds to have them make an informed decision as to whether or not this is how they want to live. Everybody says nowadays, I want to have an impact on the planet. And of course, the reality is, however grandiose our designs are career-wise or even in terms of philanthropy, the biggest impact and legacy we probably have is our life's footprint on planet Earth. So if people genuinely want to make a difference, they'll do what they can every day to make that better. I know we vegans sound haughty when the truth is, of course, we're all destroying the planet together. But the idea is consistent action to make things better, starting with something easy and beneficial that you can change now, which is diet. Finally, interesting new science that's been reported in the Nature Journal shows that dental DNA analysis of a Spanish group of Neanderthals revealed they only ate plants. The scientists expected to find some remnants of meat or eggs because other Neanderthal settlements have at times shown the remnants of uh, animal products, if you will. But no, this group seems to be completely herbivorous. And you know me, I don't like to bring Tony Wright into absolutely every video and his theory about the evolution of the human brain. But just as an aside, the Neanderthals did have bigger brains than Homo sapiens, and we've come to believe we were smarter, although we did interbreed apparently. Some populations are technically related. But here's what Graham Hancock's come to believe about Neanderthals. So in Supernatural, I presented the Neanderthals very much in, the main, in what was then the mainstream academic way as rather brutish um, and limited creatures. But what I was shown in, in my ayahuasca visions was that that was not so, that these were in, incredible, uh, creative, beautiful spirited creatures who, who just glowed with, with goodness. And that really our ancestors, the ancestors of anatomically modern humans coming into Europe would never have survived if the Neanderthals hadn't shown them what to do and hadn't shown them the way. And well, you can hear the, the I feel the emotion as, as I'm talking about this because it was like a, a revelation to me. I got this completely wrong. I, I, I did a huge disservice to the Neanderthals. And all right, I know he didn't get that from Reuters and 
maybe some people don't class psychedelics as a verifiable source. But I thought I would throw that in just because, well, I always feel people aren't really getting their money's worth if we have a conversation in which they don't at some point go, what? The rest of that interview is on Graham's channel and is called Lessons from the University of Duality. Meanwhile, back in World Vegan and back on planet Earth. Well, at the time of posting, Gary Yarofsky has just stated that he's retiring from social media on account of being completely worn out. You can read more about this on plantbasednews.org or his original Facebook post. Um, He's always been a controversial figure due to his completely uncompromising views that some say are misanthropic, including Gary. But nonetheless, with his incredible determination, charisma and eloquence, he has turned thousands and thousands of people vegan. So let us know what you think of his work in the comments below and how we might pick up the slack of this partial retirement. As always at Plant Based News, we thank you very much for your ongoing support and your sharing of articles and suggestion of stories. We're at plantbasednews.org and on SoundCloud, Plant Based News. Please like the Facebook page if you haven't already. Tell us what you want us to do more of. And if you have any comments and criticisms of this podcast, please address those in the traditional way, by posting them on Durian Rider's Tumblr or somewhere suitable. I'm Kerry McCarthy, and I'll see you next time.